Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Slasher Scotty. I am your host, Scotty McCoy, and boy, do I have a surprise for all of you. I have on Zoom with me right now, Sean Dillingham, and he played Ralph in Falling for Christmas. How you doing, Sean? Awesome, man. Living the dream. <laughs> awesome. Definitely. That's the that's the way you do it, right? That's right. <laughs> Absolutely. So to get everybody like familiar about you and everything, uh, l- sure. give us a little background on you and how did you get your start into acting? Well, I've been an actor uh, pretty much all my life. You know, I had grade school, uh, incredibly shy kid and uh, got thrust into a school play, as most kids are, where they were like, yeah, everybody's going to be in it. I don't want to be in it. You're going to be the tree. OK, all right, I'll be the tree. <laughs> And uh, it was incredibly freeing. I, I found that I, I didn't have to be uh, shy or scared because this wasn't me. Mm-hmm. This was this this thing that I was portraying. It was a great escape. And uh, I, I followed that through mm-hmm. uh, school, through high school, community theater, semi-professional theater, then found my way into commercials and film and television. And it's been amazing. Been amazing. Awesome. I love it. Awesome. Absolutely. Um, so what was your audition like for Falling for Christmas? Um, I had submitted my information to my agent who got in touch with the casting director. Mm-hmm. And I actually wound up auditioning three times for that. Okay. You tend to, on those larger films, mm-hmm. they they tend to, I did another film called uh, On the Road mm-hmm. and wound up uh, auditioning. And then I had three additional callbacks Okay, because they keep narrowing it down and narrowing it down. And then, uh, I don't know, sometimes I wonder if they cast me or the beard because I grow a really nice beard. I get a lot of compliments, <laughs> but uh, it went great. It went fantastic. And then we did the uh, first table read mm-hmm. and I was on Zoom, you know, and everybody's around the country. And uh, they were like, okay, Lindsay's going to read her role and Cord's going to read his role. And Sean, you read all the other characters that aren't here today. There, I was like, what? <laughs> there was like six other characters in the script. So I had to play my character and then the the valet and then wow. the waiter and then security. <laughs> and every time I did a different character, I was like, I was doing Ralph. So I was doing this. All right, buddy, I got you. Don't worry about it. And then I was the maitre d' and I was like, good evening, sir. We have your regular table for you. And you look smashing this evening. <laughs> so I gave everyone a distinct personality and voice. And on the third one, Lindsay Piper, she was like, oh, my God, love him. Love him. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I made her sound like uh, SpongeBob's mom, but whatever. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it was a couple of auditions and then uh, landed it. And it was awesome to find out that it was going to be such a small cast. I yeah. mean, there's, you know, supporting characters all throughout, but really it's just mm-hmm. down to about six, six characters. Okay. So nice. And, nice. So speaking of Lindsay, what was it like working with Lindsay Lohan? Good. Fantastic. You know, with, with anybody, you know, you, you, you build them up mm-hmm. to this, this unapproachable thing and they couldn't, they just couldn't be nicer. You work with them and you realize they're real people. It's not this image that, that has been created about them. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I did the movie uh, Rust with Alec Baldwin. Nice. And uh, I my greatest fear was I was like, oh, God, please don't let him be an asshole. Please don't <laughs> let him be an asshole. It's a great movie. It's a Western. Big names. And I met him and he couldn't have been sweeter. Nice. It's just, Maybe it's just one of those things where actors sign on to. I, I just wanted to be an actor. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I didn't want to be chased down going to the grocery store. 
mm-hmm. are, are going to get mail and then you click, 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 and you're like, what the hell? What the hell? <laughs> so it, it just uh, one of those things. But yeah, could be sweeter. Everybody yeah, absolutely. I, I get that because I come from a very small area, small town. And because of me being a local filmmaker and author and all that, like mm-hmm. I just go to a small little gro- grocery store and all these people stop. Be like, oh, you did that movie that was filming in this area or whatever. And all. Yeah. But I can only imagine when you're bigger and it's like you, you can go to a town, any town in the world and people yeah. are stopping you and stopping you. I'm like, geez, how do you like even shop? Like, yeah. cause I, I could barely do it just going into a small, a little small town called Ashland. Yeah. Yeah. I remember years and years ago, I, w- I had an appearance on the Dr. Phil show and this was mm-hmm. about a year right after he mm-hmm. had been on the air and Oprah was backing him and he was huge. And after that appearance, people were calling my place of business. They were calling my home. They were emailing. They were like, how'd you get on Dr. Phil? I'd l- I really need to get it. And I was just like, what the hell? And all I thought was, if this is one one thousandth of what somebody like Brad Pitt has to go through, yeah. like, hey, man, I-, I just came to get coffee. I didn't. Right. Wanna, I, I don't need a mob. I was just like, no thanks. This is. Yeah. A- I just recently saw. That's why when uh, James Gandolfini was alive, they were like, <clears throat> he. They all wanted him to do talk shows, mm-hmm. and he was like, I don't do talk shows. Yeah. They were like, why? And he goes, because I just, I just want to be an actor. <laughs> I didn't sign on to do all that that stuff. So. Right. Yeah. You know, it, so but, is Doctor Phil? I, I always wondered, is that scripted at all? Um. It. It's. I have to say it's pretty scripted and and what I don't like is he likes to set people up for the big aha and he he doesn't tell you he's like so here's the deal you're going to do that and uh we we've got uh somebody from sixth grade that you knew that we're bringing out now and you're like what what is going on so it's it's pretty scripted the only problem is is they don't let you know the script he knows the script I got you and he was he was pretty pretty standoffish, not not real like hi you know hey thanks right. for you know I've worked with some actors that I did the TV show This Is Us and uh, Milo or Milo whatever Ventimiglia whatever his name is <laughs> I I don't know because I never watched the shows that I do you know I was sitting in the makeup chair and he comes yeah. and sticks his arms around my neck and he's like how you doing today buddy we're gonna have fun woo yeah and I was like oh, who is this guy. Who is this right. guy? But Dr. Right. Phil was just kind of like, thanks for being on the show. And walked off and that was gone. Wow. Wasn't wow. friendly, accommodating, nothing. So. Oh, crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and one question I always had, because this is a Christmas movie falling for Christmas. Yeah. When do they film the Christmas movie? Like, because obviously it's not in December. No, no, no. They shot it pretty darn close to it, though. In really? November. In oh, November, okay. the previous year. And oh, previous so, year. um. If anybody knows me, uh, they know that I hate the cold. I mean, I'm talking like if it gets 78, I'm like, oh, come on. And so uh, they were like, you're filming in Utah. I'm like, OK, Salt Lake City. OK. So, you know, I travel and I get there and the sky is blue and it's like 65 degrees. And I'm like, cool. I, I pack nothing but T-shirts, shorts and flip flops. And the next day I wake up because I got to go to the wardrobe fitting and I look outside and my car can I cuss? Am I able to yeah, cuss? On go ahead. My car looked like a fucking igloo. I was like, like two feet of snow dumped overnight. It was just covered. Ooh. Sky was gray. Snow was falling. And I remember my words were, what the fuck? 
<laughs> and I, I literally had to drive across the street to Target. And everybody's looking at me like I'm a nut because I'm walking in like, who's the guy from Chicago in the shorts and flip flops? And I had to buy all new clothes because I, I was like, I, I had no idea. Not only did it snow nonstop, but then they were like, we're going to be filming up at uh, Solitude Ski Resort. Ooh. So now I have to go up a mountain and I'm passing signs that no shit said avalanche area. And I'm like, what? And then I pass another sign that says, watch for moose. And I'm like, where, where am I? What is going on? Uh, Canada? <laughs> and, and driving and the cars kind of tailing, you know, fish tailing. And th- two or three cars had gone off the road. One car was like teetering on a jar. You know, they put giant boulders on the side of the road to prevent mm-hmm. cars from falling off. And one car was sort of teetering on it. The catering truck went off the road. And I was just like, oh, my God. It's the thing where you open your car door. You put your foot out and now you're up to your knee in snow already. And I was, was going to ask, is, is it real snow? But apparently it snowed. So it was real snow. It real snow. We filmed and it was, I mean, we, they had those big propane heaters and everybody was huddled around them. God, it got so at one point uh, the, the other actor, George had to fall and I had to like reach down and pick him up out of the snow and put snow boots on him. And I'm, I got fingerless gloves on at one point and I'm reaching into the snow. And after the third take, I literally was like, I I can't bend my fingers. So the medical guy came over and gave me hand warmers and had me stand by the, and I was like, yeah, I, I I can't, I couldn't even bend my fingers. It was so cold. Yeah. It was. That's crazy. Don't don't tell me they didn't plan that snowfall for the days they filmed. I don't know. Listen, it's beautiful. If you know, it's scenic and you see it on film and you're like, oh, it's so pretty. But it is, I would rather work in the heat and the sun than to work in the snow because that is tough. You know, you're you're hot. You can always take your shirt off. You can take your jacket off. You can can put water on you and all that stuff. You're you're cold, cold. layers and layers and layers, but it still does nothing. You're like, I still feel it. You got three blankets and a jacket on. I still feel it. (laughs) Yeah, it's miserable. People had the hand warmers. They were holding them. They had them in their pockets. Mm. They had stuffed them in their boots. I mean, it was, Mm. I think it was maybe 18 when we filmed. Wow. I I, I guess it's safe to say it did feel Christmassy. Oh boy. That's what I was thinking. I was thinking, this is so Christmassy. What I was thinking is, give me the fuck out of here. (laughs) (laughs) Oh boy. So what do you believe is the biggest challenger as being an actor, just in general? Uh, As an actor, the biggest challenge. Um, It, well, it really depends because I think when, when you're, when you're new to acting and you're starting out, it's get get on any set. Mm-hmm. You just need to start acting and keep acting. Mm-hmm. And I think after you get a little experience under your wings, then it's like you have to start being a little more particular. Yeah. About what you get. You know, um, you got to leave opportunities for the new actors coming up. Mm-hmm. And you want to look at, you know, there's there's kind of no going back. You know, in the beginning, you're like, I'll be a background extra. I don't care. I'll be the guy that stands over there with a rake. It doesn't matter. I don't care. And then you get a little more experience. You start getting lines. You start moving up, you know, up the call sheet. And then you you go at some point, you got to go, well, I got to I got to start being a little more particular. That's mm-hmm. the tough thing. Yeah. Because as an actor, you're like, I want to do everything. I want to do it all. Yeah. And you you at some point have to be like, yeah, I got to start 
I got to start choosing. Mm -hmm. I got to start choosing projects a little more carefully. Right. And everybody starts at the bottom, say as an extra, like it makes me think of the SpongeBob episode as seen on TV where SpongeBob literally is like just a, a little piece of his like corner of his spongy head is just seen in the, in the background. Yeah. You know, like, and he's like all excited, like, there I am, there I am, there I am, I'm a star. <laughs> Everybody gets their star somewhere, and most of them do get their star as extras. And then they, yeah. but that's how you learn because when you're on set as an extra, you learn how the filmmaking process works from set to set. You learn how they set up the shots. You learn how they, you know, how they, you know, you know, stay in place, the continuity, the, you know, the directing, the mm -hmm. instruction, all that stuff. And it, it all helps. And you start learning the, the jargon the lingo you know mm -hmm. you, that's the experience you know learning yeah. the technical terms you know that's mm -hmm. like learning a whole new language and and yeah. actors don't understand that and yeah. and they don't understand you know everything oh acting is so easy and i'm like you know what what's hard about acting is first of all how long it can take yeah to really get to and and that's the thing that stops a lot of actors is mm -hmm. the attrition to just the stick to itiveness that right hey um, listen, you're not, you, I could take a brand new actor and say, look, you're not going to be famous in a year. Mm -hmm. You're not going to be famous in maybe five years. You may yeah. not be famous in 18 years. Yeah. You may have peaks and valleys, but mm -hmm. you got to have that stick-to-itiveness. Yeah. That's what's going to drive you. Cause yeah. the second you quit, fate may tell you that, oh, you know, six months later, it would have been your big break. Mm -hmm. Yep. And the other I, tough I, thing about the other tough thing about acting is the fact that it's 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 arduous mm -hmm. in that everybody goes oh you just gotta stand there and look pretty and just say a line and i'm like you know how many times i gotta say that same line mm -hmm. given that i haven't screwed any lines up and that i've done <laughs> it the right way and the director's happy with the way i did it yep. you gotta do at least three four shots as the master shot then as a medium shot then as a close-up maybe over the shoulder, each actor close up, then they got to go, okay, let's change it from the 35 to the 50. Now let's change it to the 75. And you're like, one shot could take hours. Yeah. And you're standing there doing the same thing, saying the same thing. And three hours later, you all, everybody's thinking the same thing. Did, did you get it yet? Did you get it yet? Mm -hmm. That's the, that's the tough thing that yeah. You could be on a set 12, 14, 16 hours and you're just like that, that's that's a funny story about that because I remember doing my first movie. I was still living with my uh, mom and dad at the time. Um and uh they they said, How long do you think you'll be out for? I said, Well, maybe two, three hours. Yeah. Twelve hours later, <laughs> I get home. They're like, So that was two, three hours? I'm like, Yeah, I movie time, that, yes. That you're that I'll be saying one line literally 30 times, and then mm -hmm. I get it right. That and then I get it right you know, on the 30 different takes, but then we have to do it where I'm saying off camera because they need to get the other person's angle yeah. of it. And all. It, it, it can, the the boredom and the, just the repetition. Can, and the it, sitting it, around. Yeah. Like, oh, it's easy. I'm like, yeah, that, look, you do a job a different way all throughout the day. I, my job is like, I may get three lines and I got to say them the same time, same way over and over and over and over and over. It's, it can be mind-numbing, yeah. mind-numbing. Yeah. Let's just say if you go to set and you don't remember your lines and you kind of look at them uh, just like right before you start to shoot your lines, by the end of, by the time you get it right, you have your, you will have your lines memorized because oh, yeah. you keep saying them over and over again anyways. They're you're like, going to you get it, it down. You're like, trust me, I got it. I'm ready to go. <laughs> Absolutely. Two. 
Yeah. Weird so always, and, weird things always happen too on sets. Yeah. I did. Uh, I did Better Call Saul, and you know, little things you don't understand. They gave me a call time. They were like, "Your call time's five eighteen," and I was like, "That's very, that's very, very precise." Okay. Yeah. And I got there, and you know, it's still dark out, which is always wonderful. And I get there, and I'm like, I'm checking in, and they like sign me in and everything, and I go, "Let me ask you a question." 518 is my call time is somebody like screwing with me to see if i'm paying attention or something and they go no that's sag rules they go by every six minutes wow and you know there you go i never knew you learn something all the time yeah. so that's why we talked about being on a set and you hear the phrases and the terms they use yeah. you know it takes a long time to learn that because it's like learning another language and you do have to have, have to understand those terms because as the actor you need to understand, okay, this is what they're doing now. This is the angle they're going for now. They're right. not going to worry about my feet because this is a close-up. So, Right. And that takes years in getting on sets. Yeah, and then on top of that, you have to keep in the back of your mind as an actor continuity. If you if you make the simplest of moves in between takes and yeah. you're supposed to be in the same spot, when they're in editing, it's like, did he just move? Like, where do he move? How do he move, like, go from here to here? Yeah. And like, actors always want to make things interesting. Like, you know, I'm, I'm going to have this, you know, the, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to have this cigar and I'm going to, I'm going to give my big speech and then I'm going to take a drink of this whiskey. And then all of a sudden the actor can't remember on what line did he take a draw and what line did he take a drink? And Oh, by the way, yep. the cigarette's getting smaller. Yeah. That's why they're like, don't do that shit. Don't mess with props like cigarettes and drinks. Cause somebody's going to watch this and go, I love it. Your cigarette's long and now it's short. Now it's long again. And your drink is empty. Now it's full. What the hell? Yep. Like Friday the 13th part five, a new beginning is one that really comes to mind when Pam Roberts played by Melanie Kinnaman is running through the woods. It's raining out. She has the pink sweater on her. And I interviewed her and we talked about this and she hated <laughs> that pink sweater to begin with. And in each shot it's there and then it's gone. And then it's there and then it's gone. Oh. And then it's there and then it's gone. And then the last shot you see her with it around her neck. She said, I, I, that sweater was the ugliest thing I've ever seen. And now everybody knows me for the missing pink sweater. Yeah. And you know, the editor was like, Oh shit! How are we gonna yep. work this one? <laughs> yeah, she said that they were filming. They they lost the pink sweater during reshoots or something like that. Oh, so God. she was shooting it. She shot all the scenes with it, but then they had to do reshoots for certain for certain parts of it. So they had to keep some parts of the ones with it, some without it, and yeah. mix it together. And it just, yeah. <laughs> and it just it, it that's what people remember about a movie is the blue yeah. like the continuity errors, those type of bloopers. You got to be really precise, really particular, because yep. th this shit's going to live forever. Look at Bruce yep. Campbell. He's still talking about movies he did 35 years ago. It yep. lives forever. Yep. And my mom what? asked me the one time, she goes, uh, she said, when I was doing my first movie, she goes, okay, Scotty, uh, I'm, I'm going to get your hair. I'm just going to cut your hair a little bit. It's getting way too long. I'm like, can't do that, mom. Got to wait till the movie's yeah. completely ready and post. She's like, Scotty, it's not a big deal. I'm like, mom, if I have to do reshoots, I'm going to have scenes where I'm going to have long hair and other scenes I have short hair and back to long hair because we don't yeah. film in order and we might have to do reshoots that need me to have this kind of hair. Yeah. Yeah, you're like oh, i guess i didn't think of that that's what they tell you is, you know don't mess with your look don't go getting tattoos yep. and don't get pink hair just stay it can be kind of boring in that sense you know you yeah. asked me earlier too one thing that i i did think about that you know mm -hmm. that one of the toughest parts of of being an actor is mm -hmm. and this is sort of just the emotional side for me mm -hmm. you know whether it's a commercial a tv show because uh, i did one recently and i really felt this way our movies is when it ends yeah you know you're there two three weeks four weeks and you're like 
you're bonding with the other people yep. and you show up and you're like, Hey guys, you know, we're all here on the same yep. job, the same mission. And then it's like, okay, Thursday's your last day. And you're just like, yep. sometimes it's hard to go back to the real world. Yeah. One of our, one of our actors on our first movie, he, uh, he, he has depression. And, uh, after it all wrapped up, he went into a depression because he yeah. missed that environment. He missed the friends. He missed the the filming. He missed the fun. Yeah. And that's why now, you know, I try to I try to stay as busy as possible, usually doing mm -hmm. three to four projects a month, yeah. which is which is quite a bit for an actor. Yeah. You know, aside from the big things, um, because I just I have to be on set. Yeah, that's my job. That's my 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 studio. That's where I create. That's the art for me. Yeah, so it's, absolutely. It's not a, I want to. And now it's almost a, I have to. Right. Have to. Absolutely. And a big part of it also is rejection because 95% uh, of acting is rejection. So for anybody that's coming into acting, like newcomers, they have to audition. 95% they're going to get rejected. Maybe they'll get pick up a few roles here and there. What do you recommend for the newcomers to prepare for auditioning? And Well, let, know, me, let, rejection me, let me tell you. Yeah, let me tell you. Uh, yeah, you'll be told 95% of the time. But... Let me add a little caveat to that. Mm -hmm. You'll be told 95% of the time because it has nothing to do with you. Mm -hmm. Can't take it personally because they could say, oh, he's too short. He's too tall. He's too fat. He's too thin. He's too old. He's too young. There's so many things that are outside your control that they're like, yeah, that's great. But, you know, we're we're looking for a, a black lesbian. And sorry. Yeah. Thanks for coming right. in. Or and we're looking for somebody like, no, that I has... No, I can play that. I, I can do that. Yeah. I can play like... No, you can't. <laughs> right. Or it's they're looking like, for somebody that has authentically blonde hair. They don't want to dye it because it might look a little too phony. Right. And yeah. Brian, Brian Cranston gave the best advice to new actors. And he said, I used to go into auditioning, auditioning desperately wanting to land that job. I need this job. I need it. I got, I got, I got bills. I got... I really need it. And he said, when you go in with that attitude... You can you can feel and you can smell the desperation. Mm -hmm. They really hi. I really want to be liked and I really want to land this. And then they're just like, just stop, just breathe and relax. And he said, when I put that aside, and I said, I'm just going in now, and this little five minutes is my little performance opportunity. Mm -hmm. It's just my little five minute show. So I can show them what I can do and my interpretation of this material. Mm -hmm. And that's it. And when it's done, you leave it there. Mm -hmm. And I know some actors that go in and they're desperate. Hi, hi. I'm And then after they leave, they're calling their agent. Have you heard? Have you heard? Have you heard? And you're like, you got to just got to stop. You just mm -hmm. got to be a performer and know that I'm going to go in and do the best I can do. Show them my interpretation. And then I'm going to leave. Thanks, everybody. What they're really looking at in any audition, uh, you know, you you heard that phrase before. You only have one opportunity to make a first impression. It's really not true. You have two. You have two opportunities to make a first impression. The moment they see you and then the moment you open your mouth. So you have two. Yeah. And what a lot of actors do is they go in to audition like they're running for class president. They really want to be liked. And you know why somebody who's like short and chubby with gray hair, kind of balding, lands a lot of stuff? Because my confidence enters that room before I do. Mm -hmm. 
I'm talking to actors in the lobby, like, hey, how you doing? Yeah, listen, uh, they're casting me for the role of the black guy, so you can take off. But thanks for coming, buddy. Good to see you. <laughs> I start laying it down there. Yeah. And then when I go in, I'm ready because I know they're going to say, hey, Sean, how you doing? And I'm going to go live in the dream. Woo! Pretty fun yep. up here at the top of the food chain, isn't it? <laughs> and I let them know because I realize behind that desk, all these casting people, they have a problem. And they need me to solve it. Yeah. They got to fill this role because they got a lot of shit going on and other productions yep. and things they got. And I'm like, I'm, you can call it done after this. Yep. And if they find you and they know they want you, that saves them all the callbacks. Exactly. That saves them all future auditions and everything. Yeah. yeah. And I've, I've done a lot of auditions where, you know, I've left my home in Arizona. I've driven to LA. I'm driving back home. My agent calls and says, yeah, they already called me. You got it. Because I want to go in there and be like, hey, problem solved. You know, have as an actor, have an interesting story about yourself. Mm -hmm. And a lot of actors don't. They're like, hey, Scotty, what do you like to do? Well, I'm an actor. And when I'm not acting, I like to think about acting. And I want to be an actor when I grow up. Huh? And they go, wow, yep. how very, how very boring. How very shallow. Right. Anything right. else? But I tell actors all the time, if you go out there and you get real world skills, and then you go into the, in the yeah. casting room and they're like, so, Scotty, uh, tell us about yourself. What do you like to do? And you have that interesting story where you go, well, I am a PADI certified scuba diver and recently went uh, cave diving in Cancun where we actually found human skeletal remains. They'll go, okay, fuck the audition. Tell us about that. <laughs> and now, instead of having 30 seconds to read this copy, now you got the ears of the room for the next five minutes. And they really can get to know you and see how you can tell a story. And you're like, and then right then La Policia show up and we got to hightail it out of there. And they're like, you know what? I walked out and I hear people going like him, like him. Yeah. Oh, you know, you got to you got to be prepared. Yeah. Walk in that room. It's about you. It's very, very little about that copy. Very yep. little. Absolutely. And I mean, you definitely like you want to be yourself, but you don't want to be seem too eager. You want to you want to be interesting. You want to be somebody that yeah. that they they could say, well, this person could tell us tell us a story about their personal life in a really exciting way. I can yeah. imagine when they get their character down, how they're going to be able to tell the story, you know, from that angle. And that's all you got to do is just be you, maybe be an amplified uh, version of you. Yeah. Like you're you're um, doing an interview, mm -hmm. uh, or you're you're um, you know on television or something. Don't mm -hmm. be, first of all, don't be a character. Don't walk in like, right. Well, I've got to be a cowboy, so I'm gonna go in like a cowboy. And they're like, that's not how you talk. No, it's not. Well, stop. Right. Don't be a character and don't be a caricature. Big yeah. over the hey everybody, how you doing? And they're like, okay, yeah. go away. Right. What when you go to a job interview, you don't go to a job interview, you know, oh, I think I can do this job. I had my job interview for the United States Coast Guard as their web developer. I said, I know how to do this code, this code, this code, this code, and this code. You need it done this way, that way, or the other way. I'll make sure it gets done by the deadline. And yeah. I got the job literally the next morning. And now I'm senior web developer. I got promoted. That's what you gotta do. You know, you gotta you gotta sell yourself higher than even if you have doubts and you're nervous about doing it, you sell yourself higher and you figure it out at the time it comes. And you you present yourself right. as a professional yep. and as somebody that hey, I this is somebody that I could work with yeah. and somebody I do want to work with. Right. I know yeah. some actors and actresses that the audition's done and they want to hug everybody. And I'm like, why why are you doing that? Right. Well, 
you're breaking boundaries. Don't do that. Right. Secondly, if you went to a job interview at IBM, when the interview was done, you wouldn't lean over the desk and hug the guy or hug right. the lady. You'll you stand up, you. handshake. You. Appreciate it. Have a good day. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. So you, that aspect, you have to be professional on that level too. Yeah, absolutely. So the last question I do got for you, do you, any other projects in the work, social media accounts, websites, anything at all that you would like to promote to the listening and viewing audience? Sure. My Instagram, I'm, I'm blowing that up. That's uh, Instagram at Sean Dillingham actor. Okay. Uh, what I have coming out in two weeks on the CW, I shot an episode of Walker Independence, nice. which is in the whole Chuck Norris Walker, Texas Ranger to Walker to Walker everything and walker independence i got it and i was like oh cool what is it and i watched it and i go oh it's a cowboy it's an old west thing cool nice. so i got to play a great character i got to play this town asshole that it, nice. the whole episode is is my character that's the most fun is playing the asshole in a movie well i like you know people are always like oh the heavy that's what they call the the bad guy the heavy Right. But I like it. I I think it's a very pivotal role yeah. because good guy can't awesome. be a good guy without the bad guy. Exactly. And and the fact that I I I am an old you know even uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of the actor Mark Shepard. He was on. Uh, Super, sounds familiar. Yeah, Supernatural and everything. I get to work with him and okay, very complimentary. He's about my age, and he was like. He kept telling me, I really like you. Really good actor, man. He's like, you don't rush. You hold that moment. That was great because. New actors and actors in general don't like this. Mm -hmm. They don't like dead air and they feel like they always got to fill it with something. So I'm like, you know, I'm the type where I'll just saunter over to him in my scene and be like, well, if it ain't the greatest showman on earth, <laughs> hell are you doing here, bud? I'm a lot more, uh, drawn out with my dialogue mm -hmm. and i'm not afraid of like holding silence for a minute and going really let my eyes tell the story because that that silence is so important for an actor it's like when you read a book you you visualize it in your mind yeah and then you see the movie and you go, oh, this is not good at all. The book was better. Same thing for actors. When you're quiet and you're just doing something with your face or your eyes, you don't realize that's where you're giving the audience the opportunity to fill in that blank. Yeah. And that draws them into the show and you want yeah. that. You're like, really? Now what's going to happen? Yeah. And they're like this. You're creating <laughs> that tension. That, oh, 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 oh. It was great. I had a great time. And all I thought when it was done, I was on set for a week. And when it was done, I was just like, and everybody kept saying to me throughout it, you should so be on this show. Why aren't you on this show? And I'm like, I like me a show too. A cast regular. So we'll see. I, I really love that. And I shot, so that's coming up in a couple of weeks, end of January. I shot a, a, a TV show for uh, Hulu called Retreat. Nice. That's coming out and that's going to be really good. And then I shot uh, an episode of a Duster for HBO Max. That was shot with, uh, and I became my kid's hero because I shot with and got a picture with the director, J.J. Abrams. Okay. So for the Star Wars thing, they were like, yeah. what? Nice. And that was funny because I, I was talking with the actor in it, Josh Holloway, who's on Yellowstone. And he said, hey, Sean's got to leave. J.J., let's get a picture together. And J.J.'s got a black hood on and a mask on for COVID. And we're standing there and Josh looks at me and goes, 
JJ, for Christ's sake, take all that shit off. You look like a ninja. Nobody's going to recognize you. (laughs) (laughs) He's a hoodie and a mask and some glasses. So (laughs) he took it all off and that was cool. Yeah, some cool stuff coming up. Awesome. Awesome. Well, check out Sean's IMDb. See what else he's got coming up. I'm sure there's a bunch of stuff you have in the works. Yeah. Yeah. I got about 110 credits out there, adding more all the time movies. The producers uh, for Netflix and Falling for Christmas were like, we have gotten just a lot of fantastic feedback about you. So you are definitely in our next project. Definitely in our next project, whatever that may be. Yeah. So good things are looking good for this year. They they after the success of Falling for Christmas, it's like in the top hundred of Netflix most watched movies that they they uh, my agents are like, okay, it's time to start shopping you. Time to start pushing you out there more. So we'll see. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, before I let you go, just to let everybody know, if you're watching this on YouTube, make sure to slash that subscribe button. And of course, share, like, comment, share on social media, all that stuff. If you're listening on the audio version of the uh, episode, either on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, rate, comment, like, share, whatever. On Facebook, I'm now monetizing Slash Scotty. So uh, if you can give me stars to keep the channel going and, you know, definitely do that. I mean, that'll really help me out. If you don't want to give stars, that's fine as well. But of course, share it if you can. Um, And I'm on Cameo now. So check out Cameo. I'm willing to uh, do happy birthdays, happy anniversaries. If you're want to have a breakup but you're too coward to do it just let me know i'll break up with them for you <laughs> like, hey brad listen she wants to see other people sorry man Scotty out <laughs> absolutely i'll definitely do that for you and uh of course my book the ultimate halloween movie experience these are original artwork plus pictures in there from kim Gottlieb walker on set from 1981's halloween 2 forward from jamie lee curtis 16 original uh interviews from cast and crew as well as thousands of trivia questions one last thing got going on is merchandise by virtualmerchbooths.com my merchandiser check out our signature shirt slasher scott as well as other shirts and designs i got on there go to virtualmerchbooths.com and you can get any of your merch thank you so much sean for joining me it's been so much fun damn i have none of that i'm like hey i got instagram sean dillingham actor and See ya. I mean, damn, you're like, Slasher Scotty, come down to Slasher Scotty right, right today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was in, I interviewed I somebody. Drinks. It was, I think it was yesterday. My first interview yesterday might have been. So I have three today and I have three yesterday because my computer, my laptop crashed. So I rescheduled and I have three. I tripled booking my interviews just so because today's the last day I can do them because I start grad school tomorrow. So, oh my God. So you're like, I'm going to okay. have grad school and three jobs. You're like, is it going to be energy drinks or Adderall? Which one am I going with? I know, right? right? So, uh, so uh, my first interview is like, you have that down path, that whole thing. I don't know if I can say half of that the time, the length you did. Like, hey, normally these interviews are an hour, but I got to move. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thank you, Sean. It's been an honor. It's been great. And I, I had so much fun. And, uh, you know, you have a great rest of your day. Thanks, Scotty. Be well. Absolutely. Goodbye. Yeah, bye.